Welcome to the podcast called Clash of the Titans. It's the podcast that you, I mean, you know what it is. <laughs> uh, like, even if your friend, you, you've you never heard of this before, and your friend links you directly to the MP3 file and just says, listen to this. Um, even if that were the case, you would say, what is it? And your friend would say, it's a podcast where people play text adventures, and then you wouldn't need that information in the <laughs> intro. Um, right. And, uh, like, even if you don't know what a text adventure is, I guess if you don't know what a text adventure that is mm. a segment of the audience that I had not considered. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but the, yeah. even if, if you have a, even a vague notion of what a text adventure is, if you know what, like, a game is, if you're familiar with the concept of imagination, then we could drop you right into the gameplay section and you'd be like, oh, I get it. They're playing some kind of game with imagination and one person is being like a dungeon master or something and the other people are being like dungeons. And... <laughs> um, Someday I hope to master the dungeon. <laughs> That's a good t-shirt. You said something else on the previous episode that was a good t-shirt, right? Oh yeah. Did I not did I, I say out loud? What? You did. You said it out loud. I don't remember what the thing I think it was something about not wanting to get not wanting to be a coffin tree ghost or something. Yeah, yeah, I think. Some Yeah. Yeah. So uh watch out for that. The branded cafe press line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a coffin tree ghost in like big <laughs> impact. <laughs> black on a white shirt and then in a cursive script font it says clash of the titans episode 41 nice. uh, Ryan? yeah right have you been keeping up with my new t-shirt bot that's your bot that's my bot oh my gosh i didn't catch that it was your yeah. bot nice yeah yeah thank you i, I did notice that you is kind of misremembered the the sign off from cowboy bebop <laughs> and i was like the only thing i can say about this po post is that it's see you space cowboy um but oh, i didn't want no. to i wanted oh, to wait well, until the podcast <laughs> to lay this on you okay so i can good. do it yeah not in front of everybody on twitter but in front of everybody on the podcast sorry okay good good it's been a long time since i watched that show which is too bad, because it's it been really a long is. time. You know what? The pro I can't watch it again. I can't. No? I'll be too sad. Oh, that's true. Do you know uh, Stephen Stephen Grenade? Stephen Grenade, however you say his name, is watching it again um, and keeping track of all the corgi content. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We all have our Hopefully own. Hopefully, for to bear. some kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of podcasts this is we're right oh, here yeah and um we were gonna play um as part of our doll theme night we were gonna play the island of dr wooby right oh okay um oh yeah caleb only knows this as the one with the dinosaurs but they're dolls and not real dinosaurs i think 
as opposed to the game with the real dinosaur. Um, yes. Okay. yes. So w- when I say the Island of Dr. Wooby, it is to that game that I refer. Uh, it's called the Island of Dr. Wooby, and I wrote it for Pet Jam in, I guess, 2015. It uh, doesn't seem like that long ago, but here we are. Um, and it's, I like to say that it's partially based on the game Jurassic Park Trespasser. Oh, is that the one where you have the tattoo on your boob? Absolutely, it is the one where you have the tattoo on your boob. <laughs> That's amazing. And it's the one that kind of uh, brought to life Octodad and Surgeon Simulator. Uh, because oh. apparently the creators of those games were inspired by the hand mechanics in Jurassic Park Trespasser, where they were trying to s- accurately simulate a human hand and all the fingers <laughs> for you to pick stuff up. But it was okay, like... this is ringing a bell. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had to like stack crates and stuff? Yes, and, it was, and you would have to like, okay, I've, I've heard of this, like yeah. really try hard to pick up a piece of rebar and, you know, whack it at a velociraptor. <laughs> um, and like they were crunched for time. Um, <laughs> so they did not, I mean, like even like the final product does not even represent the full extent of these programmers abilities but what they were trying to do was something stupid and impossible and so the result is this horrible jellyfish hand that is (laughs) flailing all over the place and accomplishing the most basic task in this game is um a true feat and watching a uh let's play of jurassic park trespasser i would uh i would recommend uh, that you see at least part of it. Um, but yeah, like Jenny was saying, they really didn't want to have any heads up display at all. No, like you were only supposed to see what this character is seeing. And so there was no way for there, there to be any sort of health meter unless the health meter is a tattoo of either a heart or a flower (laughs) on the character's boob. So you have to like look down at the player character's chest to see how much health you have left because the tattoo does magically change as you get hurt. <laughs> Just like real life tattoos. Uh, that sounds like a, like a cyberpunk type of thing, perhaps. Perhaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's full of uh, nano ink. <laughs> I mean, that would this be is rad. the future when you can uh, genetically engineer dinosaur clones. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, it would just have to I, nano ink or like some sort of LCD thing where mm-hmm. as your heart rate or your blood pressure increases, the <gasps> capacitance in your boob changes. So uh, oh more gosh. or if, less of the if thing. You, if you can do LCD tattoos, that means you could play tiger games on your own skin. We have to stop talking about this now because I'm about to barf. <laughs> 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 you just cross the line. Sorry, you don't want to get a little Mario in your arm? Um, no, 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 no? stop, 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 stop. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, this, the game is called The Island of Dr. Wooby. I guess I'll just start having discussed Jurassic Park Trespasser for as long as we can, could, before I started getting grossed out. <laughs> Take a moment. To wipe the sweat from your brow, for it has been a long trip, hasn't it? It has.
The Island of Dr. Wooby, a pet jam entry about dinosaurs by Ryan Veter. Release 1, serial number 150811. Inform 7, build 6L38, I6 slash V6.33, live 6 twelfths N. Woo! Beach. Excuse me. Beach. And now you stand on the shores of that island, the famous Island of Dr. Wooby, populated by Di- Dr. Wooby's equally famous experiments, a bunch of randomly generated dinosaurs that he sewed out of felt. The sea is calm. The sand is smooth. A palm tree waves imperceptibly in the extremely gentle breeze. Here and there is a rock. The doctor's laboratory is somewhere inland to the north. A licky zapter and a ratty smooshy dax are on the beach. <laughs> okay. What were the names of those dinosaurs? Licky Zapter and Ratty Smooshy Dax. <laughs> Alright. I think first I could I attempt wipe sweat. Wipe sweat, good idea. You can't see that thing here. I apologize if some of the dinosaur names are hard to spell. They are procedurally generated. If you want, you can name dinosaur a name to give the dinosaur a more convenient name. Not a cuter name, though. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Can I name the first one Licky? Name Licky Zapter Licky. You point at the Licky Zapter and say, Licky. Now Licky is the Licky Zapter's name. All right. And I'll, I'll name the other one Ratty. Name Ratty Smooshy Dax Ratty. You point, the, you point at the Ratty Smooshy Dax and say, Ratty. Now Ratty is the Ratty Smooshy Dax's name. Ratty the Ratty Smooshy Dax sniffs a rock. Examine Licky. Licky the the Licky Zapter is a dinosaur sewn out of hot pink felt, about six inches in size, with a few pointed teeth and clawed arms. Its head bobs with a suspicious expression. It also looks kind of overstuffed, stuffing-wise. Licky the Licky Zapter shrieks as Ratty the Ratty Smooshy Dax steps on its tail. Okay. X Ratty. Ratty the Ratty Smooshy Dax is a dinosaur sewn out of red-orange felt about five inches in size with a pointy head. It fixes you with a distant expression. Ratty the Ratty Smooshy Dax trips over a rock. Okay. So I forgot to do my normal starting thing, which is X me. Let's do that. You are a visitor to an island where dinosaurs live. So you have that much in common with the lady from Jurassic Park Trespasser. (laughs) Other than that, I don't really know. Oh my gosh. This isn't a Chambers family game, is it? Um, no. Okay. Um, the, like, the words in that description do kind of imply that the player character is a woman, because, uh, you would seem to have things in common with the lady from Jurassic Park Trespasser. But in fact, Mm -hmm. the only thing that it stated that you have in common is that you are a visitor to an island where dinosaurs live. So, Uh, misleading Oh, that was part of... I thought you were just... 
I thought that was commentary you were adding, but that's part of the game. Welcome to Invention. Clash of the Titans, where no one can tell whether I'm reading stuff <laughs> or just saying stuff. Okay. Uh, inventory. Okay. You are carrying nothing. And no tea. That was a joke that I made just now. Okay. Okay. I have to do two different tones of voice. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it, Caleb. Do you get it? I think it. I think it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, you remember Hitchhiker's, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. one of your inventory items is no tea. No tea. Okay. Yeah, I think I played that game like twice and walked away from it forever. As did we all. Yep. Okay. So we need. Let's try north. Okay. The jungled interior. Oh, jungle. The jungled interior of the island is a maze of ancient trees and hanging vines, all abuzz with the droning of extinct insects. This specific location is a clearing where a galugadapter is hanging out. Paths through the vegetation lead east, west, and south. Goligda. Golidug adapter. Golidug adapter. That's what I said, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's name the Golidug adapter Gary. You point at the Golidug adapter and say Gary. Now, Gary is that dinosaur's name. Gary sighs peacefully. Examine Gary. Uh, Gary the Golidug Adapter is a dinosaur sewn of coral blue felt, about seven inches in size, excuse me, <clears throat> with a row of red-orange spikes on its back and muscular arms. It regards you with a suspicious expression. It also looks to be a bit understuffed. Gary the Golidug Adapter smiles. Wait, these are, these are small dinosaurs, right? Can I, let's try Take Gary. Take Gary. You pick up Gary the Golodug Adapter. Okay. South. South is back to the beach with Licky and Ratty. Oh, Ratty the Ratty Smooshy Dax falls down! <gasps> oh no! T take all. Take all. You pick up Licky, you pick up Ratty. You're carrying Licky, Ratty, and Gary, and no tea. <laughs> um, so one of them was overstuffed, and one of them is understuffed. Uh, that's right, yeah. It's a puzzle. I... Take stuffing. Take stuffing. Uh, you can't see that thing here. Remember, you can name inconvenient dinosaurs. <laughs> I was really big on hinting that because I got a lot of feedback that the names were inconvenient to type. <laughs> let's let's try open licky. Uh, you don't have the tools you'd need to cut this dinosaur open. All right, let's let's keep exploring. Let's go uh, north. Okay. 
and west. West. Mountain. The terrain is rugged and rust-colored. Black smoke billows all over the sky, spewn from the fiery crater of Mount Woofy-Woofius. A gabadapter stands here, oblivious to this terrifying marvel of nature. A hole in the rock face constitutes a cave entrance. The jungle is back east. Another path leads south. Okay. Um, let's exam- uh, well, name gabadapter um, uh, let's see. I mean, gabadapter is not an inconvenient name. That one's pretty good. It's pretty good. Huh. I just remembered that Ryan's the one who has to actually type all of these. That's true. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, we'll name it. We'll name it. Okay. Um, name Gabadapter Bob. Okay. <laughs> you point at the Gabadapter and say Bob. Now Bob is the Gabadapter's name. Bob the Gabadapter falls down. Does that work on people? You point at someone and say a name, and that becomes their name? Um, Uh I would say that it does, if only for an instant, and possibly longer. Um, uh, But, you know, if you you point at uh, someone on the street and say, Ed. They're like, Ed, me? I'm not Ed. And in the moment where they're saying me, and right before they say, I'm not Ed, Ed is their name <laughs> until they deny it. Okay. So if I point at Clara here and say Caleb? Yeah. <laughs> Very briefly, you are Caleb. Okay. Let's let's ask Bob. Uh, Bob the Gabadapter is a dinosaur son of blue felt about six inches in size, with two asymmetrical horns, flippers instead of legs, and a short neck. It looks back at you with an uneven expression. It falls down again. Take Bob. Okay. You pick up Bob the Gabadapter, which gasps in surprise. Um, So the... Was there a, a cave here? I think there's a cave. Yeah, a hole in the rock face constitutes a cave entrance. And was that the way to the south, or is that a? Uh, no, another path leads south. Uh, okay, let's let's go south first. Okay, boneyard. I'll gather these. All around you. Huge white ribs sliced out of the ground like angry, grabbing, chthonic fingers. And from the center of this ossified amphitheater, a colossal pointed skull looks up at you with toothy indifference. This is a macabre location. A Muffigolizapter Muffigolizapter is ambling around the bones. The way back is north. A messenger bag is hanging on one of the ribs a few feet out of reach. Oh. Um... This probably won't work, but climb rib. I don't think much is to be achieved by that. Okay. How about throw Bob at bag? Uh, Futile. The muffy golizapter trips over a vertebra. These are some clumsy dinosaurs. 
Um, name Muffy Gola Zapter Muffy. Uh, you point at it and you make it named Muffy. It trips over a vertebra again. Examine vertebra. They These are some weird shaped paper mache bones. Ooh. Take vertebra. Uh, the vertebra is fine right there. Muffy falls down. Take Muffy. Okay. You're now carrying five, just five dinosaurs. And that's probably a good armful. Aw, now I'm imagining them all in my arms. <laughs> okay. Um, it's definitely, a, I'm discovering it's a different skill doing these all. Uh, I'm, all just in your head. I'm, I'm impressed with you guys doing so many of these on this podcast. <laughs> this is a bit harder. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. Let's go north again and enter cave. Okay. Hmm, let's see. Here you are in a cave. A gabbled Gabagardamimus and the Bitty Bugasaurus are here. Outside is the mountain area. There is a door in the north wall, cave wall that says Volcano Access, No Admittance on it. A shuffle leans against the cave wall. The Bitty Bugasaurus sniffs a rock. Open door. It seems to be locked. The Bitty Bugasaurus notices a rock and jumps. Okay, I feel like I yeah I probably don't need to be carrying all these dinosaurs around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was leaning against the wall? A shovel. A shovel. Okay. Take shovel. Taken. The Gabagard the Mimus sniffs a rock. They're big into this rock. Examine rock. I see. It looks to be a real rock. The Gabagarda Mimus looks up at you quizzically. Dig rock. Uh, the rock isn't diggable in this game. This may be because its components are too securely joined. Maybe it is intended to be a sympathetic character, and digging it would violate the contract <laughs> of nonviolence implicit in this game's player-parser relationship. Or perhaps <laughs> digging a rock is just a bizarre concept. <laughs> well, you really covered some bases there, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Uh, east. East. Um... Outside is the mountain area. East, you can't go that way. The bitty oh, bugasaurus whoops. whimpers as you try to go east. Like, oh, don't try to go east. Uh, okay, I'll yeah, I'll do out. Okay, I think it's actually like east. it's mapped as north. Um, oh, okay. Or south. Whatever. Anyway. Um. So, oh, um, in the mountain area. 
A hole in the rock face constitutes a cave entrance. There are no dinosaurs. The jungle is back east. Another path leads south. You also see a rock. Take rock. Take rock. The rock is fine right there. So, Pet Jam, I don't know if I explained that, like, and I don't remember who ran it, but it was, like, Virtual Pet Games. And so I, I initially the uh, concept of this game was to be basically a playground um, with cute dinosaurs doing cute things and um, fun, you know, dinosaur generation stuff. Um, there is like puzzles to solve, um, but that's kind of secondary to the ah okay. So I realized that you were like approaching all these dinosaurs like they might be solutions to a (laughs) dinosaur puzzle. Like, like, okay, yeah, look, um, how about Pat Licky? Hmm. Pat Licky. Licky the Licky Zapter feels fuzzy. I wonder if that's the same as Pet Licky. Let's see. Yeah, it is. Is it the same as touch licky? I think so. Yeah. That's too bad. That's clearly a different action, but. All right, let's try going east, because I think there's at least an area I have not been. Um, yeah, uh, there's a east. place east out of the jungle. So you can try that. River. Yeah. A river of. Edenic limpidity flows from a massive and breathtaking waterfall, and you are in awe of everything in general. At the water's edge, you can see a Capigardedon and an Oogie Wombolus. The jungle is back west from here, and an unexplored path leads south. The Oogie Wombolus notices the Capigardedon and gets nervous. Uh, south. Okay. South. Oh. This is going to take a while. It was a place chosen by the sovereign planter when he framed all things to man's delightful use. The roof of thickest covert was in woven shade, laurel and myrtle, and what higher grew of firm and fragrant leaf leaf on either side acanthus, and each odorous bushy shrub fenced up the verdant wall, each beauteous flower, iris, all hues, roses, and jessamine, reared high their flourished heads between, and wrought mosaic, underfoot the violet, crocus, and hyacinth, with rich inlay, broidered the ground, more colored than with stone of costliest emblem. Other creatures here, beast, bird, insect, or worm, durst enter none, such was their awe of man. In shady bower, more sacred and sequestered though not though but feigned pan or sylvanus never slept nor nymph nor faunus haunted that's from paralyze paradise lost uh books four uh line 690 through 708 you are in a garden nice uh the way back to the river is north there are a bunch of uh, bushes, or flowers and bushes, and there's those little pond here. We also have what looks like a pirate's treasure chest, a Vita Tyrolops is cavorting around. The Vita Tyrolops groans hungrily. For a second, I thought that the entire description was just going to be you were in a garden, which 
<laughs> that would have been perfect in a way, I yeah. think. Yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, open treasure chest. Open treasure chest. You open the treasure chest, revealing. Oh, I'm sorry. The interior of the <laughs> treasure chest will have to wait because it's time once again for one of our favorite segments on this podcast. Caleb Wilson's Able Wisdom, where Caleb Wilson answers your advice questions and tells you exactly what you need to know. Our first question today comes from J. Marie at Calarian. I'm probably pronouncing that correctly. She asks, my dog gets way too excited about just about everything. How can I get her to chill out? Caleb, what do you say? Hmm. So I think what you have to do is sort of just expose her to the things that get her really excited until she's not as excited about them anymore. Oh, that's kind of sad. It says here that's just about everything. And unless the dog is wearing blinders, I would think that it's exposed to everything or at least a subset of everything Uh. all the time. Yeah, I guess it would depend if it's if it's like very specific things, or if it's just like a generalized uh, mania. I mean, I can imagine the situation where this dog is asleep for twenty three hours and fifty nine minutes out of the day, and in the <laughs> instant that it wakes up, everything around it is so unfamiliar because it has so little experience with existence that it's freaked out by, you know, just the the sensation of color, that kind of thing. Um, But let's imagine that the dog is actually, you know, that that perhaps at Calarian is speaking hyperbolically and the dog gets more excited about stuff like um, a person walking the other way down the sidewalk or a guy on a bike. I am often on a bike going past someone walking their dog, and the dog gets excited. How can Jay Marie get a dog to chill out vis-a-vis, vis-a-vis, I'm mm. sorry, regarding Ryan Veter on a bicycle? Um, that is a good question. Um, but I, yeah, I think I think the answer is the same because I I think like if the problem is that your dog gets too excited doing a certain thing, like going on a walk, you have to just take the dog on lots of walks, and and you know it can still enjoy the walks. It's not like you have to <laughs> drain the joy out of it, but you can you can drain the frantic uh, response out of it. Hmm. Now. Um... If that doesn't work, are there any drugs that you would recommend administering to this dog? Uh, drugs for a dog? No, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, no, no. Are you utterly opposed to ever administering any drugs to any dog? Um, 
will you go I, on the record as saying that no dog should ever be medicated? Not with like any medication, but I, I, yeah, I don't know about like um, like medication. If it's for things like diabetes or something, maybe yes. Okay, but I don't know about things like I don't know. Do, do they make like anxiety medication for dogs? I think they do, don't they? I'm sure they do. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think so. My expertise doesn't really go in that direction. Well, that's disappointing, Caleb. Yeah, and I'm sure Jay Marie is disappointed, and she will be every time she listens to this episode over and over again, hoping that the next dog. time she listens to the episode, <laughs> maybe it will change. Maybe the characters will make a different decision. Maybe this time I'll know what to do about my dog. Oh God. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you ever do that when you're watching a movie? Yeah. 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 We're stupid people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're not as stupid as those characters who continue to make the same mistake over and over and over. That is true. We are a lot smarter than they are. Um, uh, But I think that answers Calarian's questions to the extent that we are able to answer them. (laughs) So uh, let's move on. Could just stop biking past her house, Ryan. I'm it's a whole route thing where I don't want to be on the, cause the next street over the speed limit is higher. And if I'm shut up. (laughs) Okay. We have another question. We have to get to another question. Um, This one is from Iris at flora and fauna, but fauna has two ends. I suppose Ooh. that perhaps the correctly spelled version was already taken, but uh, mm. I don't feel like verifying this at the moment. She asks, how fancy can a hat be before it's too fancy? Ooh. Well, so there's probably different contexts, but where that the answer might change. But I think we could probably come up with a few general rules of thumb um if so if it uh touches the ceiling mm-hmm. that would be too fancy okay if if you're moving through a crowd and it bumps other people in the crowd okay that's probably too fancy um I feel like you're just describing inconvenience rather than fanciness. Well, I think that you're like talking about fanciness oh. of dimension, and there are so many other vectors yeah. of fanciness. Okay. fanciness. That's true. That's true. I'm thinking of, did you ever read the Dr. Seuss book, The 500 Hats of Bartholomew Cubbins? No, I yeah. have not read that book. That was a oh. lot of hats. It's sort of a, it's actually almost about that question exactly, because oh. I can't remember, now I can't remember, it's some sort of, curse or something where he somebody wants a fancier hat and so each time he takes off his hat there's another fancier hat underneath it okay there, there definitely is a certain point where it like becomes too fancy i see there, but they're like they get larger and larger with like more plumes and brims and things all right so you would recommend that iris read the 500 hats of bartholomew cubbins and the, find the answer in there basically well, that's I mean that's definitely one way of looking at it. It just and, and that's looking at a, fa- a fancy hat is So this is almost larger. like we're asking advice questions from a librarian who's like, <laughs> "I know 
It's I can point you well, yeah. to exactly where the answer is. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, have we answered that question to Iris's satisfaction? Are there any other guidelines of hat fanciness that people need to be aware of? Um, yeah, let me see if I can think of any more offhand. Um, well, yeah, because some, in some circumstances, a fancy hat is what you want. Mm-hmm. So how would you know if it's too fancy? Um, there's probably a formula you can come up with. I wouldn't want to say if it's the most expensive article of clothing you're wearing, it's probably too fancy. But there might be some sort of formula, like if it's three times as expensive as any other article of clothing. Oh. If it's like... more expensive than every single other article of clothing added together, maybe. That could be. Um, are the, um, now I have two questions, an intelligent question that I'm asking in (laughs) earnest and a dumb question that I'm only asking for the listener's benefit because I obviously know the answer. We'll take the second question first. Um, the, does the crown jewels include other jewels other than the crown? Is there like extra jewels that? are like a necklace or something okay yeah i knew that um second question is a crown a hat whoa i don't think so no okay so it it does it's not germane to the question of how fancy a hat can be so would you consider anything without a like without the crown part which it's really ironic that a crown does not have a crown part well and some do (laughs) You know, oh, yeah, I guess your Burger King yeah. crown doesn't come around the top, but many crowns do not necessarily touch the top of the head, but have some covering over the top of the head. Okay. Yeah. And so I, guess I don't think is... that because a visor is a hat, isn't it? Caleb? Hmm. I don't know. I think that you could, I think there's some ambiguity there because I, I, yeah, I don't think a visor you don't That's think a visor a, yeah. is a hat? Not exactly, no. No, no, no. I can smell is perhaps not the most delicate word to use, but I can smell <laughs> Iris like shaking her head and bemoaning the <laughs> can of worms that she's opened, and I can smell that can of worms. It's this conversation it's, about but, you know, so hat taxonomy. Speak, yes? And speaking of the crown jewels, though, if so if you were going to allow that a crown, like the crown jewels, or a hat, yeah, that would be too fancy. Okay, so, but the the uh, threshold of fanciness is contextually defined, and clearly, when the king or the queen, um, when a person is wearing the crown jewels in a ceremonial regal monarchical context it's not too fancy people aren't saying oh why are you wearing those take those off they're too fancy who does that king think he is yeah because that's what you're clearly that's what you're supposed to be wearing because it's defined by whatever ritual of knighting or whatever is going on um so i would say that you're wrong. It's not too fancy <laughs> in that situation. Well, okay. Yeah. So it gets back to context. I guess context is, 
we need more, we need uh, a context to really nail down the answer to this question. Well, and the question is, how fancy can hat be before it's too fancy? So we don't oh, really need right. guidelines of when yeah. it becomes too fancy. We just need to have that answer to how fancy is the amount of fanciness right beneath too fancy. And I would almost say um, that that if I may dare to answer a question addressed to <laughs> Caleb Wilson's able wisdom, I respectfully submit that the answer to this question is very nearly too fancy. And if you get past that oh. point, then it's too fancy. Definitionally very nearly too fancy. I mean... Is that not the answer to the question? It is the answer I, to the question. I guess. It, that sounds like one of those very unsatisfying riddles, though. Where um, the answer is sort of this, like, eh, I don't know. But a, a more useful, mm. I agree that it's not satisfying, but it may be the only <laughs> true answer that doesn't rely on a complex calculus of hat contexts. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So are we dealing with a real number system or an integer system? Of fanciness? Yeah. Because um, if we rephrase the question as, how, how high can a number be before it is five? Okay. You could either have four or 4.9 repeating. Well, I think that pedants have told us that 4.9 repeating equals five. Equals five. So, so Yeah. Uh, so, so we would say that there's four four point nine repeating with an eight at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the answer. Let's move on. Uh, Joel T okay. at JDT Movies, a uh, friend of the show in a sense. We're friends of his show because yeah. he's on the he does the Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space podcast that we have. Well, Jenny and I have appeared on, and Caleb Wilson, I assume, has yet to appear on this podcast. That's too bad. I guess not everybody can be a friend of please don't send me into outer space. But he's kind enough to write in to Caleb Wilson's able wisdom with this question. How many times can one change careers before they just have to admit they hate working altogether? One time? Two career changes? three career changes this this one does have to be an integer yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say i feel like the answer is probably going to be four or five okay because that because i could you can sort of come up with you know in that range there could be very good reasons for changing your career if you totally change your career more than that number of times then yeah that's the time and um, I know that this isn't part of the question as asked, but I am forced to wonder um, if you discover, if you admit that you hate working altogether, does that mean you should just give up on working? Well, uh, no, no. Okay. I think lots of people have discovered that. All right. And you would well, just advise those people to do the thing that they hate. Well, the, yeah, the trick is to the trick is to find ways to to let that hate work for you. Ooh. To use your anger. 
Yeah, yeah. Caleb Wilson's able Sith wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. How do you force push? (laughs) Um, Well, uh, I think that's a great note to end on. And also we've run out of questions. So thank you, everybody, for writing into Caleb Wilson's able wisdom. And uh, we'll see you next time that we do this segment. Let's get back to the game where we were opening a treasure chest. Oh, boy. Uh, You open the treasure chest, revealing a felt radish, a felt hunk of meat, a felt apple, a felt fish, a felt bone, and a felt strawberry. The Vita Tyrolops is looking around for something to eat. Okay. Let's name the Vita Tyrolops Vi. Okay, you point and uh, you name it that, and now it's that guy's name. Uh, Vi the VD Tyrolops is looking around for something to eat. Still, give a strawberry to Vi. Gives uh, Vi the VD Tyrolops chews on the felt strawberry, squeezing toothlessly and not really taking a bite out of anything. It does seem to enjoy it, however. A flash of some devious insight crosses Vi the VD Tyrolops' face. And then v the, Vi the VD Tyrolops groans under its own polyester stuffing weight. So, um, a couple things. Uh, the dinosaurs have levels of stuffing, as has been revealed, and some of them are overstuffed and some of them are understuffed. Um, we also see that the dinosaurs have hunger and in fact, like they all have satedness meters, um, that are constantly ticking down (laughs) as you walk around. Um, and they rely on you to get the food out of the treasure chest and then feed them. Um, but, um, the other thing, and I guess I am now regretting this is, Dinosaurs in your inventory don't do anything. Oh. Um, it's only when they're, you know, out on the floor that they do cute things. They trip over rocks. They growl at each other, blah, blah, blah. And they express that they're hungry or they express that they're overstuffed. Mm. Um, and so, so I think what we uh, should do is uh, open the door, get on the floor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Open door. Uh, you can't see that thing here, but let's try get on the floor. Um, you can't see that thing here, uh, but go go on, go on. What was the plan? Uh, let's see. Can you type everybody, comma, walk the dinosaur? Um, you seem to want to talk to someone, but I can't see whom. Oh, I really thought that was going to be it. Oh, oh well, never mind. Is it walk the dinosaur or do the dinosaur? I thought it was walk the dinosaur, but now I gotta look that up. Um, you know that dance that they do where they're like <laughs> holding each other's hands like backwards? 
<laughs> was that in the video? Well, it's in the movie. Um, in the movie. Mario and I think, uh, is her name Big Bertha or Bullet Bill or something? Um, Large Marge? Yes, I think that her name is Large Marge. Um, they're at the club dancing and they do this. <laughs> I'm trying great for the podcast audience i can't i can't even like imitate it alone because it involves dancing with someone else so if you could if this were a video podcast you just see me holding my hands kind of over my head um no there's a weird dance that they do okay in the movie super mario brothers okay yeah you never actually said what movie i don't think (laughs) Were you thinking of some other movie where you open the door and get on the floor? Or and everybody I've never seen the Mario Brothers movie. That's where that isn't that where that movie is that song is from? I mean it's a it's a song that existed in the world. Did it exist before that movie? Um it's I think it's as old as you are. That doesn't answer my question. Yeah. It it's a song by and I don't know how you pronounce was not was. But, yeah, it was released in 1987 from their 1988 album, What Up, Dog? Okay, so it wasn't done for the Super Mario Brothers movie. No. That's too bad for that song. (laughs) I mean, I guess that being recorded for that movie would be in some ways a worse fate. I had no idea that the song had any life outside of the movie. Sorry. Um, so anyway, we've we've attempted to walk or do with di- the dinosaur, but mm-hmm. and it's walk. It is walk. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. Then um, and nothing happened, but um, surely there's something else we can do. Well, should so should we try dropping all the dinosaurs? Let's try dropping them? all. Drop. Oh, sorry. You have to type. You can't type gerunds. <laughs> uh, shovel dropped. You place Muffy the Muffy Lusigapter on the ground, and it wobbles uncertainly on its legs. Uh, you place Bob on the ground. You place Ratty on the ground. You place Lisky on the ground, and it wobbles uncertainly on its legs. You place Gary on the ground. Vi waddles awkwardly, looking a fool as it does so. <laughs> and now, if we z, time passes. Ratty shrieks as Bob the Gabadabter steps on its tail. Vi the Viditeralops groans under the pressure of its own polyester stuffing weight. And uh, if we just sit here and hit Z, then it will be quite the jungle scene as all these monsters trip over each other. (laughs) Alright. Have we... Have we been to the, all the locations, or is there? We another? have not, but oh. the uh, remaining locations are semi-secret. Oh, let's let's try digging in the garden. Can okay. we just try dig? Let's see. First, you pick up the shovel. The shovel makes digging up the flower bed into a trivial task, and very soon you turn up the buried object. Apparently, you. Th- knew that something was buried there. It's a tiny casket. Jeez. (laughs) Well, there were more thematic similarities between these two games than I expected. Yeah. Wow. 
Open the casket. Open casket. The shovel will let you get this thing open without getting your hands dirty. You open the casket, revealing a felt heart. Vi the VD Tyra lapses out of breath. Examine heart. It's about the size of your fist. You'd say it was designed for anatomical accuracy, except that the felt is bright red. The arteries are embroidered in goofy spiral patterns, and it appears to have one too many aortas. Put Vi in casket. Let's not get morbid. <laughs> Gary shrieks as Raddy steps on its tail. Vi groans under its own polyester stuffing weight. I think... Uh, oh, no. Those, it was other people stepping on other people's tails before. Alright, so I'm, I feel like the messenger bag would be good to get. Mm-hmm. And... Let me, let me try one other thing. Give heart to Vi. Vi acknowledges the felt heart with minimal interest. Examine Vi. I like Let's Vi. See. Vi is good. Uh, Vi the Vita Tyrolops is a dinosaur sewn out of coral blue felt, about four inches in size, aw, with a bunch of forest green plates on its back, three horns, and a long orange tongue. It glances about with a distant expression. It's also bulging at the seams. There's way too much stuffing inside of it. Gary, Gary the Golodug Adapter, groans hungrily. Oh. Okay. I'm going to examine seam. Uh, which do you mean, the felt heart or a seam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to be problematic. <laughs> let's, let's try examine Vi's um, examine Vi seam. I'll try that. Uh, that might work. I only understood you as, as far as wanting to examine um, Vi, but let's see seam. Vi's seam. Uh, you can't see that thing here. So I guess that didn't work. Okay. Um, no, it might be a case where you have to, uh, like, go into a room where there's only one dinosaur. Okay. So, have you played this one, Jenny? I have, yeah. Okay. I would say that... Um, I'll put my cards on the table and say that the hint that you need to progress will be found if you just go around examining scenery. Oh, okay. Uh, let's. Can I look again in this locale yeah. and see what I see? Um, we don't repeat the Paradise Lost quotation. You are in a garden. The way back to the river is north. There are a bunch of flowers and bushes, and there's a little pond here. We also have what looks like a pirate's treasure chest. There's a lot of different dinosaurs, all with cute names. And a tiny casket caked with wet dirt. <laughs> okay. Examine pond. Okay. This pond, like every bo body of water on the island of Dr. Wooby, apparently, is dry and fake, which is good news because felt dinosaurs swimming around in real water would just make a mess and probably shrink. Enter pond. Enter pond. 
that's not something you can enter. Vi is there's a bunch of messages about how Vi is way too heavy. Uh, you were going to examine what? Uh, exam let's examine the bush. These are some pretty weak bushes, but consider that felt dinosaur scale, they make a little more sense. Bob the Gab Adapter says "pa" to Licky the Licky Zapter. <laughs> Examine flowers. Uh, which do you mean? The real flowers or the literary flowers? The literary flowers. <laughs> uh, yeah, those flowers aren't really here. That's I what I meant. <laughs> I couldn't really say with 100% accurate certainty what any of those names refer to. Um, uh uh, examine real flowers. Let's see. Each flower is a real flower of a particular type with physical traits that distinguish it from flowers of other species. I am not an expert. Weirdly, while everything else on this island is made out of felt or plastic or exists only in your imagination, these flowers are planted in real soil. Furthermore, there's obviously something buried in that soil. Hence, uh -huh. we the thing that we dug up earlier, and then we forgot to change this message about <laughs> how something has been dug up. Oh. Okay. So I think let's let's. I think I've looked at everything in this room. I think let's so. Let's go go north. Okay. Uh, river, a river of Edenic limpidity flows from a massive and breathtaking waterfall, and you are in awe of everything in general. At the water's edge, you can see a capigarded on and an oogiewombolus. Oogiewombolus. Ah, um, examine waterfall. Let's see. The waterfall is composed of a bunch of strips of white and blue fabric hanging in front of some sort of secret tunnel. <gasps> Enter tunnel. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Tunnel. The walls are bare concrete. The floor is dull linoleum. The river is outside, and another room is north. An umbrella leans against the wall. Okay, dot. Examine umbrella. It's got a classy-looking hooked handle and a brass point at the other end. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing a puzzle solution. But first, let's go north. Okay. Workshop. This place is a mess. Scraps of felt are all over the place. A crooked, wheeled cabinet stands in one corner. Nearby is a plastic tool chest. Dr. Wooby is hunched over his desk, sewing together another dinosaur. Examine Dr. Wooby. Dr. Wooby is a good-looking guy with sideburns and a smoldering intensity. <laughs> He is focused on sewing that dinosaur together, the way Galileo was focused on discovering the phases of Venus, the way a world-class pianist focuses on touching exactly the right piano keys. Uh, talk to Dr. Wooby. Let's try. Wooby looks up from his desk as you approach. I'll try to do Dr. Wooby's voice. Hey, how do you like it? The island and the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on another one right now, actually. He frowns. I feel like there's something else I should tell you, but I forget what it was. 
Well, let me know if you have any questions. With this, he returns to the task at hand. Oh, yeah. Ask Dr. Booby about heart. He shakes his head. That is a memento from the past. I buried it because he stares at the wall. Then he frowns, disgusted. Hold up, I don't have to tell you anything. Wooby shakes a cramp out of his hand, then returns to sewing. Okay. Um, Was there a a cabinet? Uh, Yeah, we had a cabinet and a plastic tool chest. Let's examine the cabinet first. It is a cheap cabinet, and the person who assembled it did so in a hurry. Open cabinet. You open the crooked wheeled cabinet, revealing a bag of polyester stuffing. Oh. Uh, take stuffing. Taken. Uh, examine tool chest. The chest is translucent turquoise plastic, very early 90s. Wooby leans back and closes his eyes. He seems like he's about to yawn, then he gets back to work. Open tool chest. You open the plastic tool chest, revealing a seam ripper, a spool of thread, and a sewing needle. Wooby snips a thread triumphantly. Finished! He raises the new dinosaur from his desk and hands it to you. I call it Bufasaurus. Take it out, see how it gets along with the others. Then he turns back to his desk and starts working on another dinosaur. Cool, okay. Uh, Let's take all. You got the seam ripper, you got the spool of thread, you got the sewing needle, and Wooby grimaces at his unfinished dinosaur. So let's go. Can we go back to the uh, the was it the boneyard? Uh, yeah. I want to try. Yeah, getting that messenger bag. Okay. Did you want to take anything else on your way there? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I forgot the umbrella. Okay. Take umbrella. Uh, good thing that I paused in that particular room, uh, <laughs> and then we'll go back. To the boneyard. Here we are at the boneyard. Okay. Let's uh, try take bag with umbrella. You get the hook of the umbrella around the messenger bag strap and are able to pull the whole thing down and into your hands. Yes. Uh, Open bag. Which do you mean? The messenger bag or the bag of polyester stuffing? (laughs) Uh, Uh, You open the messenger bag, revealing a top hat, a pirate hat, a crown, a police hat, a cowboy hat, and a sombrero. Isn't it interesting that a bag full of hats would contain a crown? (laughs) Well, let's let's, uh, let's examine, examine crown. Okay. It is a tiny felt crown, so dignified. Uh, oh, okay. Is there a dinosaur in this? I think I moved the dinosaur. Uh, yeah, I don't think. So. Yeah, none. Oh, we have a Bufasaurus that we got from Dr. Wooby. Okay. Oh, good. Um, give crown to Bufasaurus. 
the Bufasaurus acknowledges the crown with minimal interest. Put crown on Bufasaurus. I was going to say. Doesn't exactly have thumbs. You put the crown on the Bufasaurus' head. Uh, Examine Bufasaurus. Let's see. The Bufasaurus is a dinosaur sewn out of forest green felt about seven inches in size with two horns, a few pointed teeth, and a bunch of pink plates on its back. It fixes you with a distant expression. It's wearing a little crown. Adorable. It also looks to be a bit understuffed. I think that the, like I said, um, any behavior associated with the crown will only manifest if it's out of your inventory on the ground. And Uh, I kind of worry that uh, I don't remember any of this system very well, but I might. It might be the case that the crown doesn't really do anything unless there are other dinosaurs around to see the crown. But I guess we'll find oh. out. Oh, all right. Yeah. So let's go back to the garden, okay. which has all the dinosaurs in it. We're yeah. gonna start uh, using. We're gonna start ripping some scenes. Oh, okay. So we're in the garden. What do you want to do? Uh, drop. Bufasaurus. You place the Bufasaurus on the ground and it starts shuffling away. Gary the Golagog adapter, his mouth is hanging open as it imagines the felt dinosaur equivalent of a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is spelled wrong. (laughs) (laughs) How is it spelled? Uh, You know the E at the end of cheese? Yeah. But... (laughs) You know, it's not really necessary, is it? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, give. Uh, um, can I look at the the uh, treasure chest again? I forgot what the fruit, the foods are. We've got a felt radish. We've got a felt hunk of meat. A felt apple. A felt fish. A felt bone. And a felt strawberry. The sticker indicates that the treasure chest was on clearance for twenty four ninety nine at Hobby Lobby. Man, Hobby Lobby. Um, on clearance for twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, that was that was a good treasure chest. Yeah. Let's open Bufasaurus. Open Bufasaurus. You rip a seam in the side of the Bufasaurus and open a little hole. Hey, there's stuffing in there. Gary the Golagug adapter groans hungrily. Oh, that's right. It was Gary. All right. Give strawberry to Gary. Uh, Let's see. Um, he chomps down, squeezing toothlessly and not really taking a bite out of anything, but he does seem to enjoy it somehow. Uh, Gary, the Golagug adapter, seems nervous about Bob, the Gab adapter. Uh, Vi can barely move, it's so overstuffed. Ah, okay. Um, I'm forgetting what I'm doing. Um, put, let's, let's open Vi. Open Vi, you rip open the side and open a little hole. Uh, Vi is also imagining the felt dinosaur equivalent of a cheeseburger. There's a lot to do. Like, if you want to solve all of these dinosaurs' needs, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, let me, I think I, it might be, I might be satisfied to just fix this one or okay. two. Uh, take stuffing from Vi. Okay. 
You pull out some stuffing from the already understuffed Bufasaurus. Already under under no Bufasaurus. Oh no, oh. that doesn't. It says I said from Vi, but it's oh. acting like, and I bet that's because we haven't dropped the Bufasaurus yet. Uh, okay, okay. Drop, drop, Bufasaurus. Okay. Drop, Bufasaurus. Now, no, that didn't work. Take stuffing from Vi, and that still tries to take um, stuffing from the Bufasaurus. So you know, oh, the we'll problem. Try we'll try but wait, wait, wait. The Bufasaurus is so understuffed that removing any additional stuffing from its inside is basically impossible. Also cruel. <laughs> The Bufasaurus issues a decree. Woof, woof, woof. Woof, 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 etc. Let's try put stuffing put in stuffing Bufasaurus. In you push some stuffing in there, that's better. It's still understuffed, but now it's not so pathetically floppy. Again. Okay. Uh, you push some stuffing into the Bufasaurus. That more, looks more like it. It looks perfectly well-stuffed now. Okay. Um, so, Bufasaurus. You sew up the opening open seam with as much stitching precision as you've managed to acquire in your life on this earth, and the Bufasaurus seems completely satisfied by your handiwork. Okay. The king is pleased. <laughs> Uh, take stuffing from by. Uh, you pull some stuffing from inside by the Vita Tyrolops. It's still rather overstuffed, though. Uh, Muffy is another hungry dinosaur. They're all hungry. <laughs> uh, give bone to Muffy. Uh, Muffy gums at the felt bone, squeezing toothlessly, blah, blah, blah. Uh, now Licky the Licky Zapter is hungry. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Give bone to Licky. Give bone to Licky. Um, uh, it, it's, squeezing toothlessly and not really taking a bite out of anything. It does seem to enjoy it, however, and produces a contented beep as it finishes. Um, okay. Vi the Vita Tyrolops is limping around favoring the side that doesn't have an open seam in it oh um, take stuffing from Vi take stuffing from Vi I'm imagining you like surrounded by these little guys and like trying to meet all their needs and <laughs> you reach in and pull out the extra stuffing from Vi the Vita Tyrolops now it contains the ideal level of stuffing it looks great uh. and where does the extra stuffing go Away, Bob the Gavadapter is looking around for something to eat. Uh, so, Vi. Done. Vita Tyrolops seems completely satisfied by your handiwork. Alright, so I guess my question would be, yeah, so I could make sure they all have exactly the precise right levels of stuffing, but is there... Is there anything else I should be noticing? Um, Jenny? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that oh. door that we never got into. Oh, the door. And there's a bunch of hats that we never put on dinosaurs. But oh, the hats. The hint, hats. the hats are not critical path. 
Okay. <laughs> so the hats will probably like make most. Them. Let's let's distribute the hats. Okay. We've got a uh, top hat, a pirate hat, a police hat. I forgot there was a police hat, a cowboy hat, and a sombrero. Okay. Uh, give pirate hat to buy. Okay. Oh no, that give... doesn't work. You have to put it on. <laughs> put oh, right. pirate ah. hat on yeah, buy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Put it um, on Vi's head. Uh, Bob is still hungry. Uh, put police hat on Bob. Hey, I know a policeman named Bob. Really? Or just in another video game? In another video game, but I feel like I know him. <laughs> I kind of feel like I know him, too. I've seen the world through his eyes. Yeah. Uh, did you notice that the security guard in the Raskovian Palladium is the same guy? That's Bob. No! Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's where he works now. Oh, <laughs> is that the character from the... From Taco Fiction. Taco Fiction? Oh. And Dial C for Cupcakes. That's right. Dial C for Cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. The wow. wiki article on Bob is going to be three scrolls <laughs> long. Yeah. <laughs> uh. See what else do we have? The sombrero. Yeah. Give sombrero, or sorry, put sombrero on ratty. Okay. Um, not I. Not much is happening so far. I do think that they. I put in <laughs> interactions for these hats, but so far it's still a lot of um, Muffy is stepping on people's tails. <laughs> <laughs> And I will say, because I, I, I don't think that this comes through very much in the text unless you really deeply analyze their behavior. But um, each dinosaur, in addition to its procedurally generated physical features, has, I think, two personality features. And so it's like nervous or friendly or, you know, devious or mean. And I think there are some other ones. Uh, but um, because each dinosaur has two and because frankly there isn't enough like I felt like I was doing it a lot when I was writing this but um, looking at it now I, it, it seems like there should be more dinosaurs doing more things um, and so it's hard to get a sense of their personalities unless you spend a lot of time with them um, okay. so I I say this by way of saying to other people who want to um, do procedural stuff, um, w the way that I did it, get basically just the decision to um, give each dinosaur two personality traits uh, when there are only, I think, six or five personality traits in the game, it basically makes things so fuzzy that those fuzzy is a felt dinosaur pun um uh that n none of the personalities really show through and so although it might not feel uh realistic i guess i think that uh it would have been better to um give the dinosaurs much more stark personalities where there's much lower likelihood of them doing just random cute dinosaur things and the higher likelihood of them doing things that are part of their personalities. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, and yeah, and really what is realistic when it comes to 
this island. I mean, <laughs> well, I so, certainly had an idea of what qualified as realistic as I was writing this. <laughs> uh, excellent point. Um, um, no, I, 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 I do like the, I like the atmosphere of this island. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Uh, with, I imagine a regular, you know, a regular person surrounded by, at this point, a dozen or so, uh, <laughs> these, uh, hungry dinosaurs. That's that's great. Um, I think I, I'm going to try to go open that door, though. I will okay. leave the leave the dinosaurs there. If, if I if I just wait, could I? If I just drop the food, will they eat it, or do you have to give um, it to them? Let's see, because I think we don't even have the food. Yeah. Um, so, like, let's... It's all still in the uh, treasure chest because the uh, action of giving it to a dinosaur and letting it eat it doesn't actually do anything to its location. Oh. Uh, okay. So let's take all from chest. Um, drop... I guess I'm going to go through these things. Drop fish, drop bone, drop strawberry. Gary the Golagug adapter nuzzles against your foot. Drop apple. Ratty the Smooshy Dax is trying to chew on its own tail. It's so hungry. Drop meat. They're not figuring out that they all this stuff is on. Uh, oh, Gary right. the Golagug adapter retreats to a corner. <laughs> There's too much going on. Uh... And another thing, see, uh, again, it, the, uh, the, uh, fuzziness of the, or like the, uh, smoothness, I should say, of the distribution of features is making it so that it's hard to tell, um, that the features even exist because I'm pretty sure that I implemented, um, the dinosaurs being carnivorous or <laughs> uh, omnivorous or what's the other one? I'm losing my dinosaur cred. Herbivorous. Uh, herbiv thank you. Um, and so if you give a dinosaur uh, meat and it doesn't like meat, it will do some cute thing. Uh, but like so many of the dinosaurs are omnivorous, I guess. That uh, you that we haven't run into the situation where a dinosaur refuses food, um, and so yeah, again, so. I I want this to serve as a warning to anyone else who's writing a game about felt dinosaurs. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes the nuances of their yeah uh, their behavior can get lost. Um, when you have randomness, um, the uh, things are going to get fuzzy. And um, for your uh, details not to be lost in the randomness, you have to make them pretty stark and let the randomness do the job of spreading things out and making things se se seem more naturalistic. You don't have to incorporate that naturalism into the uh, pre-generation stuff because the randomness will do that for you. Some good, cute dinosaur yeah, talk. Good. <laughs> <It's> very good. <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, 
I'm gonna hit Z a few times and see if anyone does anything with their hat. This is terrible. They're just being hungry all the time. Um, I hope that being hungry doesn't block hat behavior. It might. Um, you know what? I have to take the reins, Caleb. I have to feed okay. all these dinosaurs. Give all right. Yeah. <laughs> Grabbing this dinosaur out of your hands now, Caleb. <laughs> Uh, just giving the bone to everyone. Maybe I didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, implement that food stuff that I was talking about, and that's why it seems like I didn't implement it. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. All right. The Bufasaurus is trying to use Muffy the Muffy Golizapter as a pillow. I think we can move on. They're all well fed. Most of them are the correct stuffing amount. Um, right, let's try and open yeah. that door. Okay, so the door is uh, west, west, and then in. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, and there are some more dinosaurs here, but they're still hungry. Oh, and I left all the food back there. Uh, we'll have to ignore these hungry dinosaurs. Um, it, it is weirdly hard to ignore a virtual pet that's like hungry. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really I keep finding things that I want to improve about this game. Um, and... That would be fun. Anyway, uh, there's a door in the north cave wall that says Volcano Access. No admittance on it. Okay, and what happened? We, we tried opening it. It didn't work. Did it, just uh, say it seems it to be locked. locked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's, let's look again, because I forget what's okay. in here. Here you are in a cave. Some dinosaurs are here. Outside is the mountain area. There's a door in the North Cave wall that says Volcano Access, no admittance on it. Hmm. Jenny, do you remember the solution to this? No. <laughs> okay, because it's not very well hinted. Like, I saw the paragraph where it should have been hinted, and nothing. Oh, and just nothing? Yeah. Okay, so is it is it something that is it self-contained in this area, or is it some other area? It's um, the, the step is not contained in. It's something you have. <laughs> I won't answer your question. Okay, uh, that's all right. Okay, something I have. Okay, yeah. inventory. Okay, you've got a messenger bag with a top hat and a cowboy hat. You've got an umbrella. You've got a sewing needle. You've got a seam ripper. You've got a spool of thread. You've got a bag of polyester stuffing and a shovel. I was wrong. You don't have the thing. <laughs> Where the heck did it go? <laughs> well, I guess think back <laughs> to things that you forgot to pick up. Um, this is oh. some hint. <laughs> or it's just based on the author forgetting <laughs> what you have and haven't picked up. What else? Oh, wait. The, the heart. Yeah, I think you left the heart in the coffin. Okay, yeah. So let's oh, go wait. back. 
I know. But let me let's go back to the, where that was and okay. open heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> open your heart. Open guys. heart. First, you have to pick up the felt heart. You lift the felt heart from the casket. It seems a bit off center, weight distribution wise. There's your hint. And actually, it goes into more detail, so I don't feel bad anymore. I just, it's your fault for not picking it up. Uh, by squeezing around different parts of the heart, you're able to figure out what the deal is. Some hard, rigid object has been sewn into the inside of this heart. Uh, open heart. Uh, yeah, you slice the seams of the felt heart and open it up, revealing a key. All right, let's go back to that door. Okay. Man, that's a good... So I like, I like uh, that's almost, I like that. Digging up the casket containing a heart, open heart. That's good. <laughs> um, now, people say all the time that, and I'm sorry, I'm going to throw you under the bus, Caleb. Um, uh, if you think that the player is playing the game wrong, um, then you're wrong. <laughs> Um, you as the game designer haven't done a good enough job of <clears throat> communicating something. But that is in <laughs> fact wrong. <laughs> um, and uh, I think we all as players of video games r know that sometimes we've just been dumb and missed something. Yeah. And in this case you weren't even dumb. You just examined the thing and forgot to pick it up. Um, but, uh, more generally speaking, it's certainly possible for players to be stupid. And, um, if I were to use this as like data for bug fixing and say, oh, I need to, uh, you know, hint that you didn't pick up the heart, you better go back and pick up the heart. Um, I would be like the resulting game would be dumb because, oh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's it definitely is different when you can like just look look on the screen and just like yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know if you if you sand off all the rough edges of a game, then maybe there's nowhere to get stuck, but there's also nothing to the game. Eventually, it just becomes a perfectly smooth sphere, and who wants to play with a perfectly smooth sphere? Uh, so I've brought the you with the key to the cave and the door, and I will stop expounding on game theory and let you just play the game. All right, let's open door. It seems to be locked. Oh, all right. <laughs> unlock door. Uh, oh, you unlock the volcano access door. The Gabagarda Mimas groans hungrily. I forgot to pick up a bone when we were back in the garden, so All too right. bad. Let's let's put uh, put top hat on Gabo Gardenimus. Oh. I'll give it a hat anyway. Let's see, this is a good guy. Yeah, see, it, you put it on its head. It is looking around for something to eat. <laughs> you did not solve its problem, but it looks quite dashing. Um, yeah, so uh, you unlock the volcano access door. Uh, open door. You open the volcano access door. It door. should say that a rush of hot air comes out, but let's go north. Volcano core. 
the walls and floor glow with phlegethontal rubescence, striated <laughs> by xanthus ribbons of liquid stone. You are a trespasser in Pele's secret heart, the savage heart of its mephitic atmosphere. Oh, sorry, the savage heat of its mephitic atmosphere may serve to indicate just how welcome your incursion is. The door to the other cave is open on one patch of solid stone, as still as and quiet as the most distant stars is the serpentine form of the Ur dinosaur. Uh, right. Ur dinosaur is spelled with an umlaut over both U's. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's examine the Ur dinosaur. The Ur dinosaur is a dinosaur about a foot and a half long, sewn out of bright pink, bright red felt. Its tongue hangs out over a motley scraggle of teeth. Its six legs end in savage claws. Its eyes are blank. The seam on its side has been cut open. Oh. So, you're a dinosaur. Oh, so. Right. I Sorry, I thought you meant so. <laughs> oh, you're a dinosaur. How are you? You sew up the hole in the ur dinosaur, but nothing happens. Something must be missing. Oh. Oh. Put heart in her dinosaur you should sew up the heart first oh, yes. <laughs> I was gonna say that but the game said it for me uh, so uh, heart so up heart yeah. and then put heart in her dinosaur the seam is closed well <laughs> open seam I guess <laughs> this might be a bad puzzle where <laughs> You have this great aha moment, and then there are six turns of getting everything in line to make it work. Or maybe it's a great puzzle. Anyway, um, you slice the seams of the felt. Oh, no. I said open seam, and it opened up the felt heart. So now I have to close heart, open er dinosaur. Bad game. Uh, Put heart in er dinosaur. You push the felt heart into the ur dinosaur downy carcass the beast quivers for a moment and then is motionless again all right so up ur dinosaur you sew up the ur dinosaur as you pull tight the final stitch the creature ripples with life it rears itself up it cries out a long purring velvety roar the ur dinosaur is returned the Ur dinosaur lies back down. The Ur dinosaur stretches out its legs, which it has six of. <laughs> hmm. uh, put sombrero on Ur dinosaur. There you go. You can't see that thing here. Why not? Do I not have the sombrero? Oh, all that we have left is the cowboy hat. The oh, Ur dinosaur okay. emits a habitudinous. Let's put the cowboy hat on it. Yeah. The Ur dinosaur backs away skeptically. It wants nothing to do with the cowboy hat. The Ur dinosaur emits a habitudinous. <laughs> uh, take Ur dinosaur. As you pick up the Ur-Dinosaur, 
as you pick up the Ur dinosaur, it makes the word it is missing, makes a token struggle against your grasp, but ultimately it does not care. <laughs> um, south? Yep. Here you are in a cave. Outside is the mountain and, area. Oh, I want to drop the Ur dinosaur. I want yeah. to see if it eats one of the other dinosaurs. Let's see. You uh, place the Ur dinosaur on the ground, it starts looking for a place to lie down. The Garbogadidomimus is trying to chew on its own tail. It's so hungry. Let's wait for a minute. And uh, we just get messages about how dinosaurs are hungry and how the Ur dinosaur is making the occasional noise. Yeah, no one's going to... These dino Oh, the Ur dinosaur ignores the Garbogadidomimus. <laughs> So, is there a score in this game? No. Okay. Um, the yeah. thing is, <laughs> there's a big problem, <laughs> kind of, uh, because I have these, um, like, each dinosaur, when it's generated, it has the possibility of a problem with its stuffing, but you can fix the problem with the stuffing after you find the stuffing in the sewing kit, and it has a problem, or it has a timer of its hungriness, um, which even after it eats once, it's just going to time clock down again. Um, and Dr. Wooby, I'm pretty sure if you just hang out in his office, will make infinite dinosaurs. And oh. so <laughs> you can't really solve all the problems. Uh -huh. You can just, I mean, and that's kind of nice. Like if you get into the mindset that I guess I was trying to, use for this game you just exist on this island where dinosaurs do cute stuff and eventually they get hungry so you feed them um i don't know if i was entirely successful um in creating that experience in the text medium um i think i was partially successful i think that people had fun with this game um but it might not i think that it does not reach the goal of being this living, breathing universe where you just want to walk around and see dinosaurs for an indeterminate period of time. <laughs> well, I I do I like I really like how the I like the secret areas of the edges. That's really that's yeah, cool. That's, thank that's, you. It's really fun to it. Uh, you know, to find the poke the poke into those areas at the edge um there's also i i really like the i, I might be i don't know if i'm entirely alone in this but i think some people don't like it but i really like the sort of humor that comes from um computer generated humor kind of so I, I, <laughs> okay I, 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 like i like when there's like a huge mass of like items in a room or something oh yeah and so i I did. I, I find it funny. I like the rooms. You know, I like the room with all of the mini dinosaurs in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you see the screenshot of the person um, who took every pickupable object in Gone Home and put it all on the front <laughs> stairs or on the main stairway? Uh, no, I'll have to, I'll have to find that. Yeah, okay. I, I, that sounds like a, a worthy. Uh, <laughs> worthy task 
Um, I guess I've been playing um, Breath of the Wild and just having a grand old time, like, walking into the space between two mountains that I just flew across before and, you know, seeing all this stuff and being around. And so when I look at my own attempt at kind of the same attempt or intended experience, um, I'm very much dissatisfied with what I was able to accomplish alone in a couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to compete with, it is hard to compete with, like, I haven't, so I haven't played the Breath of the Wild, but I've seen, you know, pictures of it and stuff. It seems like it's hard to compare. You can't, com- I mean, what, what game at all can compete with that? Doesn't it have, like, this amazing landscape where yeah. you can just, like, go anywhere? Kind yeah. Of? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, I admit that my desire to compete with the Breath of the Wild is unrealistic, but viewed through that lens, this game... <laughs> and i'm not trying to say that this did a bad job but as i look at it now i see a lot of room for improvement oh we didn't even mention uh that it says here on the website that if you get a good dinosaur let me know on twitter and i will take about 30 seconds to draw it for you and i was gonna say you really you really buried the lead on the best thing about this video game (laughs) Um, yeah and when you know when the game first came out um i got quite a few um descriptions uh from uh people and i drew their dinosaurs as best i could um but uh the first couple people to play they were like uh um it was simon carlos simon was saying um hey i got the bitty bugasaurus uh, can you draw a picture of it? And I was like, well. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but that's the fun of it is that they are. They're randomly generated. Yeah, that is. I don't know so, if I. Like, I think, no, it says that in like the first paragraph of the game. Yeah. No, I got that. Yeah, I saw that. I was looking at the ones I looked at. I could tell that they've had, uh, yeah, they, um, I could see the random generation. Wow, there, yeah, there really were some interesting parallels between our games this time. Yes. What a nice little <laughs> double feature we've crafted here. Yeah. Um, the, uh, quote-unquote goal of the game, I guess, or the way you get through the critical path is to go back to Dr. Wooby, and I guess I will uh, go back to Dr. Wooby. And um, I think what you have to do is ask him about the Ur-Dinosaur. Ask oh, right. him about Ur-Dinosaur. And, uh, yeah, okay, sorry. I just <laughs> railroaded you to the end of the game, but here it is. No, no, it's I... Yeah. Uh, Dr. Wooby's nostrils flare as you explain what you've done with the Ur-Dinosaur. What? Why? How? Oh, I guess you had everything you needed, so the how does make sense. Okay, fine. I'll tell you what happened. He sighs. I did a lousy job. I went too weird, and I made a freaky, creepy dinosaur. 
I was embarrassed. He inhales deeply. He sighs again. So I put it away where I didn't have to see it all the time so I could work on other less ridiculous dinosaurs. But I didn't want it to be miserable in there, so I uh, put it to sleep. And now you woke it up and... He shrugs. I guess if you don't think it's that bad, then I don't mind. Sure. Congratulations. You win. You win. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, And you have the option to restart, restore, quit, undo, or continue playing. And so after you win, you can just hang out on the island of Dr. Wooby. Thanks for playing, guys. Yeah, thanks for writing a game, Ryan. Thanks. Thank you. For coming on our podcast, Caleb Wilson, and offering to us, I know the segment is over, so we shouldn't talk about it, but your able wisdom, I think, was really (laughs) useful to, or will be really useful to those people who wrote in, and maybe other people who have similar problems in their lives with dogs and books. Yeah, that's the the hope. You hope that the advice can help more than just that one person, because it's more efficient that way. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, it's me, Ryan. I just wanted to take a minute here at the end of the show to talk about comments that were made by me relating to our guest, Caleb, that could be interpreted as implying that Caleb is dumb because I was talking about how players can be dumb and Caleb at the time was in the position of player and I don't I don't want to leave you with the impression that I think Caleb is dumb at all. Because um, as far as I know, I mean, he has his own advice segment, so probably a very smart individual. Here's what I was thinking about at the time. I was thinking about when I was playing Breath of the Wild, which this is Breath of the Wild. Spoilers, if you are worried about that. Turn off the podcast. Listen to Nitpicking the Next Generation peckable.com slash nitpicking in breath of the wild i was uh, approaching the divine beast varudanya and it was the part where you have to evade the sentries while shooting the goron kid out of cannons and so i was using the cannon to shoot the goron kid at the sentries and like the first century doesn't move so it was easy and the next few centuries um, are moving and like hitting a moving target with that uh, cannon doesn't it's impossible it's stupid uh, so I asked my friend and he was like no there's other ways to get rid of the sentries uh, so I was like using magnesis and stuff I got to the last cannon where all you can do is shoot the Goron kid like into the side of Death Mountain or whatever it doesn't make any sense and I was like what do I do here what do I do here this must be a bad game because I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing here and then I went back and I realized I was supposed to be shooting the Goron kid from the cannon into the divine beast 
to make it move forward and so the last cannon I would actually shoot at the divine beast if it got there and it was me who was dumb I was the dumb one I Ryan am dumb but I made it sound like I thought Caleb was dumb and I'm sorry about that um, I had to get that off of my chest thank you for your time have a wonderful evening